Hi, welcome to Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon. And today, not tonight, today we're going to talk about seeds. And this is a unique first time for us. We are recording in the afternoon, not at night after the kids go upstairs. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting deal doing it in daylight, but um, today we're going to talk about seeds and and, um, specifically about the biblical presence of seeds, but also we're going to talk about just seeds in general. Um, It is used in the Bible repetitively. There's a lot of verses about seeds in in just the Bible, but um, it's something that we take for granted a little bit, I think. There's so much more. There's so many more neat things about seeds than what we think of. Like what? Well, did you know that no matter which direction you plant a seed, the roots will always go down and the tops will always come out? And that's because roots seek gravity. Oh, I didn't and know that. And the tops always go against gravity. Ah. And then once something has emerged from the soil, most plants, if they are sunlight plants, once they emerge from the soil, mm-hmm. if... They are in something other than outdoors. All plants will lean towards the light. Mm. Mm-hmm. They grow towards the light. So if you ever had a plant in your window or started seeds in your window, you'll see they start leaning towards the right, window. So you turn them around. So you got to turn them around. Yeah. They will seek light, which is an interesting biblical principle that can be put into it too. So, Well, from HopeFaithPrayer.com, it says, A seed of anything is the future potential of that particular thing's reality. Hmm. Okay. And uh, I really was just thinking about seeds as far as this, the parable of the sower. Sure. Which, which is shown to us in three of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Right. And don't know why John decided not to share it, but uh, I wrote down a few things about the sower in those parables I thought was really interesting. Uh, okay. So what do we know about the sower? Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Go that way. That's fine. Okay, so they're found in Matthew 13, Mark 4, Luke 8. Mm-hmm. So I looked at all of them, and what did I find out about the sower who's sowing these seeds? And that first the sower purposely sow, sowed seed. Mm-hmm. Because I was trying to, I looked up, um, how do we sow seeds effectively? So I looked, okay, so he purposely went out to sow seed. I mean, it wasn't an accident. He was doing that. He sowed it everywhere. He was almost, one of them says he's almost careless in how he sows. I mean, you know, he sows on all these different kinds of ground, even if it looks like it's not going to take. So uh, so he just sows it everywhere. And he didn't let apparently bad soil stop him. Well, and uh, biblically, if you go to Old Testament, Ecclesiastes 11.6 says, Sow your seed in the morning and at evening. Let your hands not be idle. For you do not know which will succeed, whether this or that. Or whether both will do equally well. That's good. Now I will. Ecclesiastes says, "Just throw. Just don't think you can design or plan or set it up." And um, I have found sometimes when I've sown seeds in the garden, uh and I know where I sowed them. I mean, I don't always know, but a lot of times I I know exactly where I've sown them, and they come up somewhere else, or they come up like completely different. Okay, you know, no, no, really. Like I, I, I know you can't see us, but that was my strange look to her because I have never yet planted a potato and got a tomato from it. Okay, well, that's not what I mean. I mean, okay. like, 
There have been times... produces to its own kind. Yes, but there have been times I've sewn it, and I've thought I've sewn it in a particular place, and they almost come up in another place. That's interesting. He's just saying this is my... No, I'm just... I'm just. What's interesting was you thought... I thought I sewed them in one place. Oh, okay. And they came up somewhere else. But I will say, okay, well... It may be something other than seeds we're talking about there, but... Well, I will... I I like what you said about just the seeds were cast out, and if you... Um, we rarely do that these days. You don't see very many people that do any cast sowing. Um, uh, planting seeds now is usually very directed. If it's in a garden, we still direct it. We make a little row. We put them in there. Um, and Shannon's part of the garden. But if you go, to, if you look at how seeds used to be sown when they were harvested by, they, they were so different because they were harvested by hand. Right. Now, when you harvest with a the machine, they have to be in a perfect row so it can it can follow the rows. Right. Um, but even earlier on in my life, I remember, um, grass seed and things like that, that we would sow, that would be put in the pastures in the fields when we were out seeding that we had what was called a broadcast spreader mm-hmm. and it would just spin and just fling it out fling behind. It. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, that's, uh, that's kind of like, that's the biblical, biblical concept sewing. of, of sowing here is that, you know, he's not saying take your seeds and go put them on your sidewalk. No. Well, obviously, you just shouldn't throw them on the sidewalk. The thing about the the parable of the sower, I think, is I don't think the sower knows. Which ones are going to sprout? I think it all looks alike when when he sows. Possibly. I think the soil looks the same because obviously he's not going to throw it in a place where he knows it's bad. But it might be bad, but you don't know that. So you just cast it out there. Um because if he knew that it was not going to grow, it wouldn't make any sense that he was growing it everywhere. But if he sows, if he if he if he plants these seeds out there, it all looks the same. Even though some of it is not going to come up, some of it will. That's the faith of the sower. Well, I think so. I think too, though. I mean, if if we're just talking about like agriculturally, no, you wouldn't be sowing places where it's obviously bad soil. Mm-hmm. But I, I think specifically in these in this parable of the sower, we have to divide it between earthly and spiritually. But I think it still pertains because um, we're supposed to sow yeah. and let God take care of the rest. So agriculturally, it's the same way. When they go out and plant a field, now today everybody's GPS mapping and all this kind of stuff, and they'll put different amount of seed in different parts of a field and whatever. If I go out and plant a field, I know there's going to be places that produce less. Right. It's going to be. It's just there's going to be wet corners. There's going to be something. It's not. That doesn't mean I don't plant it. Right. Because it might be a year where that's the best stuff. Yeah. But I think if I look at this theologically, I don't know. What the seed's going to do when it hits right. what's in, in the ground in front of me. If I'm going to be planting the seeds on a human being, I can't decide whether it's good or bad soil. Well, no, because we don't know. no, and from our perspective, everyone is created in God's image, so everybody is just soil. What happens to that soil can be an absolutely miraculous thing. So the sower does not know, right, when they sow what the soil is going to be like. Well. And I agree with that, but I want to read this thing I got from welcomeinthenations.com. Because I do think sometimes some soil, as far as people, Mm -hmm. looks like a totally, it would never take any seed. 
I mean, mm-hmm. it's completely hard. And, and so, you know, personally, you might think, well, why even bother with that person? Okay, but this, this is a story about Carrie. She was an international college student. And this is a direct quote from this. And the man who wrote this, is an, his name is Todd Martin. He's a pastor in Kentucky. Carrie, a college student, had, has begun to follow Christ. The change was from her interaction with the Word of God over a year and a half as the Spirit was at work in her heart. She did not begin with a respect for God's Word, but that did not prevent the Word of God from having an effect in her heart as she heard it. Which I like that, is that she even heard it, but she didn't go to their meetings to hear the Word of God. She had no respect for the Word of God. Well, we have a lot of people like that. I mean, even C.S. Lewis would have been that way initially. Right. But God's Word changed him. Yes. He, he heard it from people that he trusted and were friends of his academically. But once he got into the Word himself, then it changed him. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're any different on this on this part about planting and, and things like that. I don't think there's a difference here. I think... I think conceptually, we are asked to be the sower of the seeds. Right. And I think God says, you just sow it, I'll take care of it. Yeah. When I said agriculturally, you know, you wouldn't throw seeds on a, on a sidewalk, um, I don't think that differs at all from what, what I'm saying. With, with God, all things are possible. So when I look at human beings... I don't know if it's going to take or not, and it's not my job to know that. Right. I don't have to know what is fertile ground. Right. I just have to see that there is a place that might take a seed and get the seed out there. Right. I agree. I guess, you know, when I was looking this up, though, I was just trying to think, well, how can I be a better sower of the seed? Mm -hmm. And and I just, I think, a couple verses here... uh, from the parables, it says, uh, okay, well, this is not from the parable. John six sixty three says, the words I've spoken to you are spirit and life. So we know they're, they're life. The, the word of God is spirit and life. Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God, Luke 8, mm-hmm. 11. Right. And so I think there's So Jesus no, is explaining it. Yeah. Right. And, and so I think if we want to sow seed, we need to actually sow the word of God. Like scripture, okay. I don't disagree and there's, with that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with sowing other things like love. No, I don't. And, I don't disagree yeah. with that. This is the seed we're talking about is the word of God. Period. That's what that's what the seed is, and the word of God can come in many forms. I mean, yeah, like on on the internet, like you're doing your preaching now, or the the word of God can come through spoken word, or you can come through a letter that you write. It comes through an essay that you write. Uh, there's there's so many different ways of doing this, but. Um, I like your concept of how do I become a better sower. And yeah. again, there is a... I couldn't find anything. Here's my agricultural pr- okay. princi- principle on that okay, again. Okay, good, good. If you've ever planted a garden and you want to have a healthy garden, mm-hmm. you need to be consistent in your seeds. Okay. If you throw them into one lump in one corner and say they'll, they'll just spread, they won't. You have to be... the 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 best person, if he was broadcast seeding with his hands, the one that was doing it the best is the one that's consistent and even. Mm. Consistent and even. Throw it out mm. there consistently and, and evenly. So there's no gaps, no holes, nothing that you missed. You don't walk past an area and forgot those last ten steps, and then I'll go oh, again. Oh, right, right. So you have to be consistent. Mm-hmm. 
and you have to be um, intentional about your seating. Okay. So you're seeing what's going on. That that allows you to be consistent. Mm-hmm. That allows you to be hit everything you can possibly hit. I think that's what God wants from us. Is He wants that broadcast seating. He wants us to hit everything we can possibly hit. Mm-hmm. Because you know, um, Galatians six seven says, "Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows." Mm-hmm. So if we sow consistently, we will reap consistently. Oh, that's true. If we sow completely, we will reap completely. Mm-hmm. You know, there in our ministry, yours and mine, we have to be careful that we're not selective. And we we've talked about that recently, about you know favoring some people other uh, over others, um, and it runs both ways. Yeah, James too. Some people yeah. can favor. The poor over the rich. Right. It doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter um, racially, sexually, uh, politically. None of those things are within God's spectrum. He doesn't look at any of that. He just looks at the, at the human that he created. And for us to consistently sow like that, we have to sow that through when we're looking through God's eyes and everybody. Right. Just everybody is worthy of the seed. Correct. Now, whether yes. the seed takes in them is not our responsibility. Right. But everybody is worthy of it. I do want to, this is one of my favorite verses from one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, Isaiah 55. Mm-hmm. Love this chapter. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to, uh, above it is talking about how God says his thoughts are not our thoughts and, and his ways are not our ways or vice versa. Okay, and 10 and 11 of 55 says, For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven... And do not return there without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word by which goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. That is a promise. So if God's word goes forth, it will accomplish what God wanted it to accomplish. That doesn't mean every every seed we plant, like you said, that doesn't happen for anyone. Every seed we plant, not all seeds will come up. Right. But like you said, I liked how you said consistency, even and continuous, and that there's more chance of a lot more coming up if we do that than kind of give up, get so a few and don't see anything, so we kind of give up, and then we go back to it. But if we just keep at it and not worry about results, but just do what we're told to do. Well, and that's that consistency also um, from a, a realistic perspective here. Mm-hmm. That also helps in your testimony because if you are consistent in your in your broadcasting of seed, if you are consistent in in that, people see that and people will see you. Is that your job? You're good at it. They want to listen to you. Mm. They've heard from you. So-and-so has told me. You know, those kind of things happen. If we're not consistent, if we're not sowing consistently like that, that can be a damaging thing uh, to our testimony as well. So I like I like what you said about, um, you know, God does everything else. You know, you can plant your seeds in your garden, and you can go lay on the ground, and you can talk to them, and you can beg them, and you can <laughs> plead with them. But you're laying on the ground. Your talking has no effect. I'm sorry for those of you that 
talk to plants and think that they love you and grow grow better that I've way. I've heard they do. Yeah, sure. You, 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 I've heard a lot of things. Um, <laughs> but the way a seed germinates cannot be affected by us sitting with it. We're not like hands on an egg. These that's are different. True. True. This is God only. That's why I believe that's why Jesus used this example and this parable mm-hmm. this way is because only God mm-hmm. will allow things to grow or not grow. True. doesn't matter. Every year you can plant a garden. Mm-hmm. And like this year we have 27 volunteer tomato plants that just came up all by themselves. Mm-hmm. Whether they bear fruit or not, we don't know yet. But other years the ground will be hard and dry Mm-hmm. and won't grow anything, and it's the same garden as, like, last year we had a bountiful garden. We had a mm-hmm. beautiful garden. So it varies um, seasonally. You know, God brings the rain. God takes away the rain, whatever whatever happens. But the germination of the seed is something that is just absolutely miraculous to me. It always has been a miraculous thing to see a huge field worked, black, nothing on it, and then see sprouts, mm-hmm. and then the sprouts come up, and then the, then it starts waving in the wind. It gets mm-hmm. so tall, and eventually, it turns into grain, and then that grain eventually ripens and changes color. Mm-hmm. You know that about the same place that you're planting. Mm-hmm. I, it kind of encourages me because it is true that there'll be some years will be great years for gardening or or crops or whatever. Other years won't be very good. But if we just take our garden. And we still do it faithfully. I will say, things still are happening. You might not get much fruit, but I'm still pulling weeds faithfully, so there'll be a lot less weeds. And and the stuff gets into the soil, and the soil gets richer. Right. So I, I think I, I think of people, and, and like our little church here on the reservation, that we are consistent year in and year out. And some years, we might not see a lot of fruit, but we are still doing things. We are still uh, addressing needs. We're still... Compost is being made. And, and it's a richer envir- growing environment. And, and I don't know. Yeah, Does there's this another, make sense? There's another term for it, too. If you cover crop something... Mm-hmm. In other words, if I take a dormant field and I plant clover or something like that, not with the intent of growing clover, but with the intent of plowing it under. Right, just to It restores enrich. nitrogen to the soil, yeah. things. It's called green manure. Mm-hmm. In other words, what you're doing is building the soil up for the next time around. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. no matter what we're doing, if we are constantly working at it, we are, we're, we're preparing it. We keep preparing the seed bed. And, you know, it used to be, oh, growing up in Minnesota where it's a little wetter, we used to use board plows, um, which you still see around here, but they don't get used much anymore because most people are doing no-till pl- pl- or no-till planting now. But we would actually turn the soil over every year, and you take the soil on the bottom and flip it upside down, and mm-hmm. then you would plant. Mm-hmm. And you'd constantly be working your bed like that. And we don't do that as much anymore. But when you think about it that way, you are constantly adding to the soil and adding to to uh, the ground that you have in the intention of increasing its fertility eventually. Mm-hmm. It may not happen right away. Right. It takes time. Right. So when we're in ministry in an area like we are, um, where 
you're going to be in a, a static area. I mean, if you're a um, traveling evangelist. Uh, evangelist going all over the country, you may not hit the same place twice. Right. But most of us live in a house, work in a job, have a community, have a have a have a circle of in, a sphere of influence, a place where we are regularly at, and that is our field. Mm-hmm. Wherever you are, that is your field. It's great to support missionaries in other places. It's great to do all those kind of things. But where you are is your field. Right. And you need to be working in your field. And that means if you're not growing something, be preparing the soil for when it does grow, it's there. Mm-hmm. And again, I said, like I said, I think that's some of that consistency too. I may plant a seed and never see it harvested. Jane may see the harvest. I may prepare the... F- Prepare the field, throw the seeds, and never see what comes up. But somebody else might. Mm-hmm. Then their benefit, that, that harvest is God. Mm-hmm. God, we sow the word of God, and the harvest are, are souls that are saved. So no matter whether I see the seeds grow, as long as I keep doing my job, God will take care of the rest because God is the harvester. God, 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 God gets the harvest. Right. We are the harvesters, but God gets the harvest. Well, even... You know, Jesus said that, you know, the pray for the harvesters. The field is ripe, the harvesters. So we have that responsibility just to continually be working at prepping it because we don't know what's going to happen next. You know, I could plant the best garden or the best field I've ever planted in my life and get hit by a car. Mm-hmm. Somebody will harvest that. Right. This same, uh, back to that welcomeinthenations.com by Todd Martin. Mm-hmm. He also wrote, writes, Coach Jesus is teaching us to do the work of the kingdom, to sow the word widely and expectantly. We expect disappointments, but ultimately we expect a tremendous fruitful crop. It's the way of the kingdom. Jesus doesn't change his strategy. He sows the word faithfully. Mm-hmm. I like that. And that's how we're supposed to sow the word faithfully. Yeah, Jesus spoke to the 5,000 that he fed. Mm-hmm. And he knew not everybody in those 5,000 were going to be the ones understanding it. Right. He spoke in parables, and he told the disciples the reason he was speaking in parables is some that, some just wouldn't get it. Yeah, Those that needed to would, but those that didn't. But that didn't say he chose them and said, hey, you come here. I'm just going to talk to you personally. Mm-hmm. You guys get out of here. You're not going to listen to me anyway. He just sowed the seeds. We know, for example, his brother James did not believe that he was he was the Messiah until after the resurrection. Oh, right. Can you his have, own brother. Yeah, can you imagine his mom? I'm serious. He's the Messiah. I was a virgin when he was Yeah, the yeah. And then, yeah, can you imagine James going, just mom, lay off, and still not believing? I mean... Well, I don't think Mary even knew... Exactly, because it, it talks about the time when he was right. in Nazareth, and they said, your you mom and your brothers want mm-hmm. you to come out of here because you're talking too much. So I don't think she understood his mission the way it was happening, because I'm sure she never would have wanted the crucifixion or any of the things that she saw. But, she, but once the yeah. resurrection happened, and everybody, everybody in 2020 hindsight could see what he had said, oh, yeah. why he had said it, what happened along the way, um, then they saw the harvest of that. And then James. James became... Oh, a firebrand for Jesus. He was the pillar of the Jerusalem church. Yes. Well, he wrote James the book. But he was the leader of the Jerusalem church. And 
hadn't been one of the disciples. Think about that concept. Yeah. He hadn't been one of the initial followers. No. But he became so on fire for God that they allowed him to be a leader later on. Must have been so humbling for him if someone would come up and go, Hey, you are Jesus' brother. Because even in James, the beginning of James, he doesn't talk about being Jesus. He never claims to be no. Jesus' brother. No. I mean, he he was, but that's... That he, was, was, he, was his, he was his earthly half-brother, but it was not... It wasn't about that. It wasn't about that for James. No. James was, he is my Lord. Yeah. Wow, it's an amazing it's an amazing concept if we look at if we look at things you know metaphysically like that when we're looking at the whole of everything. Yeah. Well, so coming back to to the planting of the seeds and 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 the, the concept of sowing seeds and what God wants us to do. You know, we are we are supposed to sow for the sake of sowing. Yeah. Think about that concept. Yeah. If we sow for any other reason. Um, we're missing the point. You know, and I want to go back to this garden thing. thing. I mean, it's all related. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've been, I've been planting a garden like almost our whole married life. And the first several years, they were terrible. I mean, I got some stuff. But, I mean, they've gotten better every, every year. But I will say, uh, you learn something every single year. Like mm-hmm. the first couple of years, if you've never gardened, just and you want to, just start, and and don't have any expectation. But I, there are even times like when you first garden, you have to learn what weeds look like, and what you. There's so much to learn mm-hmm. that you don't even think about learning. That you just have to become at home in the garden, and I guess that's kind of like we need to be at home in our worlds where. We will eventually learn how to, to see things when we need to see them. I guess it's kind of a discernment. Because, like, now I can, I can go out to the garden and I know what a, a weed looks like when a first leaf comes up. And I'm like, oh, no, that's a weed. And I know that just because we've been doing it for so long. But uh, I don't know. That just means yep. a lot to and me. And there's, there's, two, there's two ways of going about it. And I think two things that we should all take into consideration. Number one. Experience counts. Yeah, experience. The longer yes. you do it, the better you're going to be at it, mm-hmm. number one. Number two, you can educate yourself to get better at it. Yeah. You can purposefully educate yourself. And I think one of the best ways to educate yourself with this kind of sewing is really reading the word. Mm-hmm. The more you know it, the more of it you can give out. I mean, because sometimes you could be talking with someone, and then just all of a sudden, if you really have a lot of the word in you, God can bring one of those verses to mind. And he could bring a verse you've never read to mind because he can do anything. But it's a whole lot easier if you have a library of the word inside you already for it to come out just naturally. And nothing replaces the word. Um, But in in a gardening situation, if you had a mentor that could help you and guide you along and say, hey, try it this way or this works for me, or this variety grows better around here than that one you see in the catalog. Right. Or, you know, just simple things we've learned about gardening, about don't plant your tomatoes in the same place twice in a year because mm-hmm. it takes the same stuff out of the soil, all those kind of things. So mentorship would be a good one, as well as researching um, other things in the Word the same way you would uh, read commentaries, look into mm-hmm. it deeper, mm-hmm. get a better understanding, do the things like we're doing right now, mm-hmm. where we go in and look at other 
I looked at other references about seeds than just the Bible mm-hmm. to try and get a better understanding in my mind about what the Bible is saying about seeds or and the con- contextual things like the the Middle Eastern perspective on things that is different than my perspective. Right. I get a deeper understanding when I take that and research it and look at it and 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 digest it and meditate on it. And I think another thing is is that spiritually. Well, with anything in life, and I'm thinking about gardens now and all this since we're talking about seeds, mm-hmm. but it's really important that we don't compare the way we sow seeds to other people. Nope. Because, and even in it, when you take just our our regular gardens that, that so many of us have in our yards or beside our house or wherever it is, it's... It's such a waste of time to, to compare because some people have been gardening for decades. Other people are just starting. Some people just naturally take to it. Some people have to. Uh, it's just a process. It's just, it's almost, it is a analogy of life, mm-hmm. y- you know. And, and so when we're sowing seeds, when God, he calls each of us to be a sower of the word. And he will guide us on how to do that in our own lives. And I think if you're a little hesitant, but you feel like doing something, do it. If you're a little hesitant, you, you want to share the word today, just say, God, give me an opportunity. Let me share it. Maybe you'll write a little note to someone or maybe, you know, my, a little post-it note. You know, I don't know what's where you work or who you will see, but as it long might as be you, something. I agree with all of that. And I think the keys to all these things are try and be better at it. Work at it. Mm-hmm. Work at getting better at it. But don't condemn yourself. No. Don't. You're not comparing yourself to anyone else. You just do the best you can in the garden that God has provided for you. In the field that God has provided, you do the best you can in that field. And um, also you need to make sure you're sowing for the right reason. Mm-hmm. You know, as a pastor in a church, if the only reason I'm inviting people to church is because I want more mm-hmm. butts in the seats, yeah, that's not good reason. then that's going to fail. It'll mm-hmm. fail. Mm-hmm. Because that's... Those seeds are not taking root. Mm-hmm. Just like the parable of the sower, those are the ones that are strangled out by the by the weeds right away because mm-hmm. they're 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 there to make you happy, but they're not there for the real purpose. Right. Um, Galatians six mm-hmm. eight says, "Whoever sows to please the flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Mm. But whoever sows to please the spirit, from the spirit will reap eternal life." Oh, that's that's really the cool. concept. Is we're doing this for God. And we're doing this because God put us here on this earth to glorify Him. That's why we're here. And we're here to do His work and His will. We're to be His hands and His feet. And if that's the concept, I'm not sowing for a personal harvest. I'm sowing for God's harvest. You know, you said um, you were talking about that learning to get better at it and just doing it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Something came to mind when through this discussion was the parable of the talents and how the last the first two servants they doubled their money and well done good and faithful servants you know come into your reward okay the third servant he was scared so he he was afraid of the master so he buried the money and he gave the money back just as it were and the and the master said you lazy servant wicked servant you could have at least put it in the bank and gained a little interest and so i bring that up because do something. You know, we can just do mm-hmm. something. Maybe it doesn't feel like anything, 
or maybe doesn't feel like any big deal what you just did that you shared maybe or you maybe shared your favorite Bible verse with someone. You know, it came up, they were talking about things they loved and maybe you said, you know, can I share my favorite Bible verse with you? And maybe it doesn't even feel like it fits, but you did. Great. That is a good thing to do. And I, uh, it will surprise you how God can use little things like that in people's lives. And like Shannon said, you might never see any harvest with that, but, but God is using it, you know? And that, and that, it brought to mind a quote from Teddy Roosevelt. I just pulled up here real quick. Um, he said, in any situation, the best thing you can do is the right thing. Mm. The next best thing you can do is the wrong thing. The worst thing you can do is nothing. What you do when you are sowing your seed may not be the perfect um, application that brings a harvest. Mm-hmm. When you say something, you may not be perfect at it. That's okay. You may just be preparing the seed bed for someone who does come along and do it a little bit better later on. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, oh, that's what that person was talking about. I didn't mm-hmm. get it the first time, but I got it now. Mm-hmm. Our, our mission is just to do the best we can. And like we've already mentioned, do get better at it. Work at it. Process yourself so that you can get better at it. But don't let anything stop you from starting. No. Just have fun with it, too. Yep. Some of the, some of the most profound spiritual statements have come from people that in my life have come from people that no one would expect that to come from Mm. children, Mm -hmm. special needs, kids, special needs, adults. Mm -hmm. Um, if we all sat around and waited for a pastor or some big spiritual giant, it'd never get done. No, everybody, all hands on deck. Everybody has to be involved in this. And that the, the, the wonder, wonderful part of all this is that there is no limit to the seed. If you're planting, if you're a farmer and you're planting, and you have, are on a tight budget, you only have so much seed, right. you got to put it in the best possible place, all those things. Our seed, the Word of God, is limitless. Yeah. There is nothing stopping any of us from casting everything out, because God always replenishes it. i got a great, perfect verse. Okay. Second Corinthians 9.10. Mm-hmm. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food... Supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will never run out of seeds. Oh, you were going to say that same thing. I got the same thing pulled up. Oh. Well, we're running a little long this time, but we're we going oh, to finish are. up here. Oh, this is important. Um, this, Yeah, this is important. Maybe it's because we're talking in the afternoon. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. But and, and it's definitely because we're talking while our garden is growing and we're mowing our lawns and we're watching fields grow and all those things around us. It's a time of year when we see the results of seed and it's easier to yeah. do this than wintertime when we're in the snow. But we are blessed right now. Go out and experience God's creation. Go out and look for green. Go out and look for the special things, the blossoms, the flowers, the the trees, the lead, the sound of the wind in the in the leaves of trees. Experience that and realize that this is what Jesus was talking about, and put that spiritually into your own life. Yeah, and hey, if you're listening, share it with a friend because I think it'll bless them too, and it'll bless us. Well, okay. All we're trying to do is plant seeds here, folks. Yes, so plant with us. That'd be great. Thanks for listening. Bye. Yeah. God bless. <laughs>